0: welcome to the wonderful leaders podcast a place for christian entrepreneurs and leaders to be encouraged and inspired to grow in your personal and organizational leadership we hope you enjoy this episode hi and welcome to another episode of the wonderful leaders podcast Today I have got Nathan Blackaby who is the CEO of Christian Vision for Men and uh, Nathan's a great guy and he's someone who lives out his vision so I'm looking forward to finding a little bit more about Nathan's life his leadership and uh, yeah what's sort of spurring him on and driving him at the moment so welcome Nathan. Hello mate thank you very much thanks for doing this. Great to be with you buddy and uh, okay. so Nathan just tell us a little bit about yourself what your leadership life looks like and yeah what you, what you get up to.
1: Okay um, so yeah I'm Nathan um, I live in Essex in Colchester um, so I was born in Harlow so not far from here um, but we relocated to Colchester about three years ago um, so it's my wife we've been married for nearly 20 years um, I've got three wow. children Eloisa who's 13 Who's sitting next to me working away because she's self isolating? Uh, Micah, my son, he's ten, and Annie, my smallest daughter, is eight. So yeah, busy, busy home, lots going on. Um, yeah, it's good. We've we've moved about a lot. Um, so in the yeah nineteen years we've been married, we've moved nineteen times. Um, no way. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So a lot of house moving and different jobs and. Um, so I kind of trained um I trained as a designer, graphic designer, way back, um, and still still do a little bit of design and art and stuff like that. I really enjoy the creative stuff um, but then kind of worked as a builder for a little while. a mate of mine took me on um This would have been when I came out of sort of uni, struggled to get a job in design, so started building with this guy and we we hit it off, became mates, and I worked with him on and off for a few years, really. Um, but it was around 2000 I um, went out to Brazil on like this short-term mission trip it was like a six-week trip Um, I personally wanted to go just for me to see the world a little bit I was I think I was 20 then Um, and yeah I just wanted to see the world I was up for just doing something I didn't have any money so the church someone in the church backed me I'm not sure who, but someone thought it'd be good to send me on this mission trip. And it, it was amazing and it really changed my life. Um, so had that had that sort of experience of God then. Um, and then and then I, I couldn't just sit back to how I was. I was kind of the building stuff, I was dipping in and out of church. I wasn't really sold out for being a Christian, you know. It was, it was like a part-time thing. Um so, yeah, this the builder mate I was with, he said, you need to go to Bible college. And I didn't do so well in school. So I, I had this bit of this academic block. I thought there's no way I can. So anyway, I did. I ended up going to Bible college for three years. Um, and, and during that time, Jen and I, my wife, we volunteered for a year in Brazil just to, just to sort of see, is God opening a door for us? Is something happening? So we spent a year in an orphanage um, in Brazil. And again, it really challenged us both this time about Brazil. What could we do? Is there stuff we can be involved in? Um, so, yeah, 2000 and I guess it would have been. I don't know now, five, six, seven, 2008, 2007, something like that. We moved out to Brazil again and we lived out in, in Brazil for a while this time for about three and a half years, four years. And we we lived in Recife, northeast Brazil and. Um, yeah, it, it was a steep learning curve. It was one of those times when you look back and go, did we really do that? Um, and we worked with a charity called Teen Challenge. So working in drug addiction with men. And later on, we were able to invest a little bit. We had some really generous donors back us and we were able to build some houses in Brazil and help put down some stability and infrastructure for a women's rehab. The first one in the northeast of Brazil was for free, a Christian-run rehab. So we were really privileged to be part of that, but it did, it, it took me on quite a, a steep learning curve of life and the lessons in life and, um, and, and also the power in the gospel. And, and we'll pull this out further as we chat, mate. But, um, yeah, it, it was, a, it was a really good time for us, a challenging time too. And there were certainly, we came home with some scars, uh, but we came back to the UK in 2011, late 2011. And I then passed to the church in Essex, um, And again, another interesting experience, some really amazing hires where we saw people get saved, baptised, people that were completely off the church radar. Um, Yeah, really hurt, broken people that would never have stepped foot in church. So we were part of bridging that gap and sharing Jesus to those people, which is such a privilege. Um, And then from there, I had sort of this chance encounter with Carl Beach, who you know, me, mate um, at CVM. And he sort of started to get to know me and we both were into motorbikes. So we did we did a few cool rides out. We went um, to France, visited some war memorials and we just rode bikes together for a bit. And, and he said, look, get involved with CVM. So I started volunteering whilst I was still pastoring a church. Um, and then he said, look, there's a northern director role. I'd love, love to see you in it. Will you move up with the family? And I said, right, "Let's let's explore it. And it was a sort of a northern director role with a gradual um, progression into CEO over sort of a year, 18 month period. That that moved a lot quicker, that time scale in the end. Um, So, yeah, long story short, moved up with the family um, and took over the CEO at the end of 2014. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been an interesting journey, mate, that's for sure.
0: Amazing journey, amazing to hear that. Now, now I can piece together as well why you've had so many house moves <laughs> yeah. in that time. Loads.
1: What, oh mate!
0: What an incredible journey, though. Really good. And we want to find. Obviously, I want to find out more and talk more about CBM. But yeah. just sort of taking a step back, how's twenty twenty been for you personally, uh, and for CBM? You know, I mean, obviously, it's been such a shifting year. So yeah, yeah. What, what's it been like, mate?
1: Mate, well, we we talked a little bit about this offline just now, and I think. I I try and always be very honest about this stuff. I think that I found it quite challenging Um, issues of mental health issues of just spiritual consistency, you know, reading your Bible, praying when you think to yourself, it's another day. I can't go out. I'm stuck in or three kids are off school, you know, and we're doing our best to homeschool them, but they're bored out their minds. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty heavy few months. Um, and I like to be honest about it because I think not enough leaders are honest about that when they struggle and when, not when they doubt their you. faith, but, you know, I didn't doubt my faith, but I struggled. It, it was just hard going and church as we know it shut down. Yeah. And, and you know, the pressure on churches was to reinvent themselves. And, but all, I, this isn't a criticism, but we, we rushed back to just doing what we do online and, um, and I was frustrated through that as well. I felt like we missed an opportunity to really innovate and pioneer something new. Um, so I've been wrestling with the whole church bit. Kids are out of church. You know, That our church isn't able at the moment to do anything for our children. So we're trying to look at stuff care for the family's doing and other. There's amazing resources out there to really help parents through this sort of time. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a challenging time. I think once... Uh, I guess once I was honest with myself about some of those struggles, I started to work through them um, and then, and then came through them. Uh, But it, yeah, I do empathize with a lot of people that are struggling. I was, I was on the phone, I was upgrading my phone the other day and this bloke was chatting to and he's been quarantined since March and he's got type one diabetes. Yeah. And he's just on his own. And he was like, I literally have a route that I walk around my little flat and that's all I do each day. And I was like, Oh mate, so there's people out there really struggling. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a challenging one, mate. And for CVM too, like lots of charities, your funding starts dropping off. The, the, the funding model changes because for CVM, like loads of others, it's about getting in front of people. You know, We would hold regional events like The Gathering, which is a huge opportunity for us, not only to reach men with the gospel, but to say, look, will you put your hand in your pocket and help us through the next year? So yeah, as a charity as well, we've we've struggled financially.
0: You know, and I, and I want to pick up on that in a minute about the CVM, but just say, just reflecting something you just said there, Nathan. Like, I, you know, and I think it's really important, you know, I don't want to switch the whole podcast now into talking about it, but I think it's super important we address that area of mental health and thank you for bringing it up because, Mm. you know, as we said this offline before the recording, but so many leaders I know um, have struggled through this season, particularly those leaders in ministries or in in, in church leadership because the programme's been shifted, our our comfort zones have been shifted and you know what, I think it's important we not only talk about it, but we, we learn how to support each other and I think yeah, one, I'm going to just put a little throw out there. If you listen to this podcast and you are struggling, you're a leader, you're struggling with your mental health, you're struggling with, your, with you know, how to walk that discipleship process, please find yeah. someone to talk to. Don't it, don't hold it to yourself. You know, I've been hugely blessed in my life only because I've made myself accountable, but to have men ar- yeah. around me that I can go to and talk to and That's say, it. do you know what? This doesn't work. I'm not, uh, this isn't happening right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not vibing in this right now. So I want to really encourage you, if you're listening to this, please speak to someone. Don't, if you've got no one to speak to, there are, there are sort of national helplines and, and places you can yeah. go. But please try and find some good Christian input in your life because it's so important. Mm. We need it. We can't take this journey ourselves. So I appreciate you sharing that, Nathan, or, or, you know, on, on recording, mate. I really do. And oh, just right. to sort of, to picking it up on the sort of CBM side of things, mm. how have you guys shifted this year? I want to find out more about what it is you do and how you work. But how have you shifted during this?
1: Yeah. So like everyone, you kind of rush to go, right, what can we do that's online? You know, what can we do to seize the moment and stay in front of the curve a little bit? So we produced a load of stuff early on into the first lockdown, which is resources for guys that were still meeting up, you know, in our men's groups. And so loads of resources online, um, stuff for zoom meetings and, and et cetera. And we also started producing like a Sunday night broadcast Sunday night live and it was basically this idea of how Top Gear, you know, on a Sunday night when you feel depressed, you've got to go to work on a Monday. It's a bit of banter and it's lighthearted fun, you know. So we we kind of started doing that and it's gradually gathered a bit of traction. We get live interviews, um, but it's, it's mainly just geared around having a bit of fun, but with that gospel thread through it, because that's what CVM's about, you know. So, yeah, we, we're we're in the process of looking and planning. We've done a lot of work since first lockdown to look at CVM and our structure, our our staff shape, how we carry out our vision and our strategy. Um, And also mate, I think I got to a phase before lockdown and I've been there for a year or so where I'd talk to churches and say, have you got a men's ministry? Are you reaching out to men, to the lost blokes in your area? And they say, Oh yeah, we do. I say, what is it? And so it's a men's breakfast once a month. That's it. And I got so tired of the men's breakfast model, because for me, that's not really men's ministry. And what what I'm looking for, which I've got, is sort of a a company of brothers that know your heart. You, You walk with them with complete honesty. There's no veneer, no gloss. They see the real you. But there's also a shared vision. There's also a shared goal, which is we're about rescue. We're about being the best sort of witnesses for Christ that we can be. And and looking for opportunities to share faith with our mates. So, yeah, we're excited about 2021. It's been a challenge this year and we've had to move and flex a little bit. But I think charities are having to be more agile and flexible through this time. And, yeah, we're all doing it.
0: Brilliant. And we'll just take taking a step back from that, Nathan, just sort of share with our listeners, you know, what does CVM, and for those that don't know, I mean, obviously a lot of people do know and, and, yeah. and more people need to know. How does CVM work? What are you all about? What's your vision? Thank you, mate.
1: Yeah. So CVM's been around 30 years um, and it's it's basically introducing men to Jesus. We We want to get the gospel out to men as creatively as we can. Uh, and we noticed there's a downturn before lockdown, you know, for a long time, it's been a downturn of men in attendance in church. And, and of course, that's, that's not the full story, but that's the measure we can see that they're the stats we've got. So, yeah, less men in church, men are less likely to be engaged in conversations of faith. And, and we went, we started to go after the bloke sitting in the pub, reading the sun with a warm pint, who does not want to know about your church. You know, so we we started to go after those blokes Um, and and it's, yeah, built a movement, built momentum, the gathering. So we do a load of stuff, Um, men's groups. Again, it's not, it's not only breakfast stuff. We're trying to put that DNA of rescue in everything we do. Um, So yeah, resources, um, study notes, videos, there's everything. We we kind of try and resource a guy for every stage on his journey of, of faith. So right from discovering and asking the big questions, you know, if there's a God of love, why did my son die? Why is there suffering? And we want to hit that stuff head on. Uh, And then it's a a program of how do we train these guys to be evangelistic disciples, plug them into active churches and get them out winning their mates and their dads and their brothers and, and that. So, yeah, events, resources, partnerships, network. That's kind of what we do is just get the gospel out to men
0: amazing brilliant and i know one of the sort of the big stakes in the ground you have each year is the gathering which is a bit, it, the big yeah. event that you have didn't have it in 2020 um no
1: it's a shame mate because that would have been our 10th year of doing the gathering um and if you've not been uh, uh, I, have you been mate i can't remember if you've been or not
0: no i haven't no i know okay. what i was planning to come <laughs>
1: okay because yeah because i did meet you didn't i and you said you were going to come
0: Yes, yeah, um, I was gonna, because I yeah, I was going to bring a few people along as yeah, well, but um mate,
1: 2021. It, well, you you won't be in a field in Swindon this uh, for the, for the next one, mate. We we're, we're going to go online again partly because like all like all events there's a moment where you say by this time we have to have been able with a certain degree of confidence to know we can yeah. do this event. Because the margins are so small, you can't afford to lose the money. Um so we're, no, I yeah, get it. Yeah, we're going to go online again, but the gathering we are planning 2022 uh it's it's to be a big return if we can. It is it's a it's a very strange environment because it's it's a festival atmosphere. I mean, it's it's mental. But we move from so so it's when I say a non-Christian environment, that sounds wrong, but it's it's not a we're not forcing a Christian church environment. We're just allowing space for blokes to to hang out you know and i'm not really selling it very well on that on that but it's chilled out it's, it's not it's not you could bring a non-christian mate and he wouldn't feel oh i'm at a christian conference do you know what i mean so it's chilled it's relaxed <laughs> uh but we move from banter stupidity manic stuff to out and out gospel this is a gospel Will you come and bow the knee and follow jesus so each year we've done it we've had about 100, hundred hundred and fifty guys make first time commitments and we follow them up every time so we're awesome. up to about yeah we're up to about thousand guys that have followed Jesus and got plugged into churches mate absolutely this,
0: brilliant
1: yeah the stories out of it are just amazing of of wives that ring us up and say, so I've been praying for him for 20 years and, and he's just given his life to Jesus and you think wow you know that's where, where else are you seeing that so yeah it, that really drives us.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. And I, you know, I know everyone is will be encouraged, but you're saying gathering 21 going to be online.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this year we did a bunker. So we had a secret bunker we'd built and we streamed it online. It worked. And I think one of the things that is an advantage of doing it online is for the first time in 10 years, we, we reached families as well. So whilst we're geared up for men and the way we communicate is, is deliberate to guys, um, it was quite nice to know that some guys were watching with their partners, their wives, their kids. So yeah, we, we had a a lot more interaction that we, than we expected and and a lot of traction actually through our, so we set up a web page if you're interested and want to know more about following Jesus. And we, we, I think we had like a thousand individual clicks through. So not all will be salvation stories, but even I'll take 1%, you know.
0: Fantastic. Brilliant. No, well done. And I think that's, that's a, you know, you, you, you talked earlier about sort of churches not just replicating what they do offline, online, but doing something yeah. new and fresh. And I've been following you guys online over the last few months. I've seen cool. what you've done and I can genuinely say it's fresh and good. You, you know, if, you, if you're listening to this and you haven't clicked into what CBM are doing online during this time, please do. It's it, it's obviously a ministry for men, but it's also a ministry for, for families. As, as, as Nathan said, it's a ministry for church leaders, it's a ministry for home group leaders, you know, for anyone that's in any form of leadership and you're connecting with guys, get involved, get involved with CBM, which is, you know, such a brilliant ministry. But Nathan, I want to take a slightly different angle now and talk a little bit about you and your leadership journey. Obviously, you've sort of shared about how you got to CBM. Yeah. And you've done a lot of different things from, you know, sort of mercy ministries to outreach to, you know, real sort of orphanage to pastoring. And, you know, you kind of, you've seen a lot in your relatively young life (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, i think <laughs> um but how, what are some of the sort of what are some of those keys that god's given you in your life you know what sort of
1: the, you know those leadership things you yeah. look at things you know what i buy into that that keeps me going yeah um so obviously you gave me some time with these questions so i had a little think um one of them one of the keys i think and i think it comes from the bible in matthew where jesus says like do to people what you want done to you and I think in terms of being a leader, so I've not, I've not learned anything really from a book, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm a great leader, but I've just tried to put into practice some of the stuff as as I've seen and learned from others, um, and and treating people with dignity, treating people fairly, treating people as you'd want to be treated, and I think that goes a long way in terms of listening to people, in terms of empowering people in their roles and in their jobs if you are their leader, I think that's really important, especially when when you have to deal with the with the hard bits of leadership, whether it's letting people go or redundancies or changing people's jobs or stuff that really impacts them on a personal level. I think when you do that with that kind of scripture in mind, actually, I want to do this in a way as if it was being done to me. It really does change your heart and, Absolutely. and it, it keeps a check, you know um i think as well some of the the lessons i've learned is in listening i growing up i was a guy who through school i was very quick i was i was because i wasn't very bright and I, i gave up on education pretty quick i i discovered i could talk and i was really quick at talking putting people down lifting people up it was one of my things so and it got me in a lot of trouble actually. So gradually God sort of shaved that off and knocked that off. And I became someone who I guess would always try and listen first. And I think, I think leaders that's an, that's an essential ingredient. And again, it's from the Bible and James, but be quick to listen. And I think, yeah, as a leader, you've got your ideas and you've got where you want to go. And the idea of listening to someone, but then taking them where you want them to go anyway, Like. I, I want to try and break that in the way I'm leading, so I'm always willing to listen to people and and hear hear their ideas, and I think that I think that helps. Um, just that's gives brilliant. you a broader picture, you know. No, that's um, spot on.
0: I think that's really good. What are some of those lessons as well that you've learned along the way? Because you know, again, you've got quite a wide and vast leadership experience, and you know what it's like. The older you get, the more you, you sort of learn from your yeah. your mistakes as well as your successes, you know. Yeah. And, what would you say, what are some of those lessons that you've learned as, as you go along this journey?
1: Um, I think be decisive in, in the way you lead. If, if you feel you're walking with integrity, you're walking with God, especially because we're talking about kingdom leadership, I guess. Uh, I would say be decisive, you know, make the decision, carry it out, don't fudge it. Um, and I think it's tough when you're leading in church because you're dealing with volunteers. But even then... I think people respect and find it easier to follow a leader who they can just, they know he's going to make the call. And sometimes it's hard to do that. Sometimes you, you, you you weigh up the human cost of it because it will upset people or it will change the dynamics. It will. But I think leadership is a place where you have to make the hard decisions sometimes. And that's right. And, 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 be a, be a leader who makes those decisions, who doesn't shy away from it. And, And it's a lonely place, right? Leadership's, pretty lonely at times and also spiritually i think what i've started to learn is that you if you are in any sort of kingdom leadership you and your family will have a bullseye on your back yeah and and the devil will do all he can to destroy your family and your ministry um and we've certainly found that to be true um but i've also found that and and this is i guess one of the the deepest things I've learned through leadership, I've got I've got four guys around me who I've learned from, and each one of them have got a unique and very secret relationship with Jesus, um, and it, it underpins all of what they do. Um, and and on the surface, they they're great leaders in, in their different fields and, and and influence that they've got but there is a side to them that's secret and it is this utter dependence on Jesus. And just to give you an example, one guy Everton, he, he came over from Brazil. This is my mate in Brazil. He flew in, he was exhausted and it was like, he came in late 10 o'clock at night. His body clock's a mess. And I said to him, have a lay in tomorrow and we'll get cracking. We'll go. He said, no, 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 I have to be up every morning. And he's not, not an arrogant guy. He's most humble guy. And I'm thinking he won't get up. Anyway, I woke up five in the morning to get a drink, went downstairs and he was there with his Bible. And and I've watched I've watched each of these guys secretly watching their lives. And they mate, I think the key to a spiritual leader is he, he absolutely has that secret place with Jesus. And And people shy away from this stuff. They say, oh, it's a bit legalistic. You don't need to spend an hour in prayer a day. I think you're wrong. I think you do. I think you wow. do need to be rooted in prayer. And, mate, the times the times in my life when I've got that bit right, and I can't say I've got it right all the time because I'll be lying to you, but the times when I've got that right, it, my leadership has just launched off. Honestly, if, you, if, if it's kingdom leadership, then we've got to seek first the king, right? Absolutely right. That's spot on.
0: Absolutely brilliant. And what I love about that is the fact that, you know, you you've got you've got and it can't me onto my next question a little bit, but you've got those men around you that yeah. can that can represent that. You know, we're not talking about men that have got it all right up front and they're great speakers and they're great visionaries. Yeah. But you know their lives, you know their ups and downs, you know yeah. their ins and outs, but you know they've got that secret place. Yeah. Yeah, that's spot on, mate. That is really, really good.
1: Mate, and it is it is the root. These four guys, so it's James, Allen, Carl, and Everton, I was thinking through. Um each of them have made the most incredible sacrifices that no, they don't shout about it. They're not on Instagram trying to create influence and they're just, they're just living it out and humbly, secretly they give, they, they mate, it is unbelievable. And the, sometimes the injustice that's happened against them, but they've not spoken of it. They've not sought retribution. They've not defended themselves publicly. You can't slander my name. You know, all that, They've just gone, Lord. You're fighting my corner. I trust you, and it's like, wow. You know their integrity and mate. It's inspiring.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. That's spot on. Well, you might have answered the next question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Yeah. But what 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 leaders do you look up to, or, or have you learned from? Obviously, um, I can tell you've learned from these four boys, as you yeah, mentioned. But
1: yeah, and guys, they're guys in different in different kind of spheres of leadership. So um, ones very spiritual leadership. Um, one's a businessman. One's a guy who who just goes in and rescues businesses so he can see what needs to be done. Boom, boom, boom. There's like zero margin. He's just like, here's the job, get it done, bang. Um, and another guy is a visionary, prophetic, you know, so they, they cover different styles of leadership. And it's been really helpful for me to learn from those guys, not only to kind of identify my leadership style which is probably more pastoral like like a like a steady hand on the tiller as it were i get ideas and i would say i can have an element of visionary but i'm more pastoral like how how can i journey people put them in roles that are really going to benefit their skill set and stuff like that um so yeah it's finding this complementary leadership style um but also these guys what what they've done is they've they've called out And I kind of like this phrase, they called out the hero and the villain in my life. So they look for opportunities to to call out my strengths, but they also and I've given them um, freedom to do this is to call out the areas in my life where I'm my own villain. Um, You know, whether it's um, um, self-esteem or or disbelief that I could do this or thinking too small or whatever, you know, I think you need that sort of level of of accountability at times. Yeah.
0: That's brilliant. That's spot on. And just sort of change changing tack a little bit, yeah. you know, obviously kind of, you know, it's not changing tack, it's not talking about you, but I mean, what are some of your uh, passions and I suppose focus the next season? Cause like you said, CVMS, you know, yeah, having to, you know, having to switch up a lot of how it does it, but what, what's on your heart? What, what's, what's going on inside Nathan uh, the next season?
1: So I, I think, I guess we, we want to try and reach younger guys. I mean, in, in leadership, I think succession planning, I, again, I haven't read a lot on it, but I just know, mate, I'm 41, a 20 year old's thinking very differently to me. And whilst I might feel like I'm 20 and try and look like I'm <laughs> 20, I'm not. So I, I'm passionate about trying to look for the legacy story in CVM. Um, and who's next? You know, who are these? Not just CEO, but... Who are the next church leaders coming through? Who are the next voices that we need to get on the platforms? Because otherwise, I've built a stage for Nathan's voice, and I don't, I don't want that. So I've got to keep looking at who can I get on this stage, who can I share this with, who can I start to platform? You know, get in front of other people and see their skill set come through, and and yeah, that's that's just how it works, right? You got you got to find that that person to pull on. And I had I had a bit of a pitch I was because of my little girl and she was riding up a hill and I kind of, we're both on our bikes and I'm gathering more momentum than her at that point. She's only got the little wheels. And so I've come behind her and I put my hand on her back and I've pushed her forward. But in doing that, she's taken my force and it's gone to pushing her and it slowed me down. But I think that's actually what leadership is about. It's about getting that person and just going, right, you're going forward. Even if it slows me down a bit, because that's got to happen, right?
0: Great picture. No, spot on. Oh, yeah. And you know what? You know what's so good about that? I love that. Because often leaders will, when they're trying to empower others, they still want to go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And actually, they expect people to come up to 100 miles an hour with them. Yeah. But actually, their pace needs to be 70 miles an hour. So sometimes it, you've mate. got to slow down and push them forward and help them yeah. get, get yeah. that momentum. No, yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. And do you, um just a kind of uh, a, a quick one, just on the point of the next season for CBM. With it, you know, with lots of stuff being online, what's the stuff? You know, even the gathering next year. If yeah. I'm listening to this podcast episode now, and I'm thinking, do you know, what I really want to get involved with CVM. Yeah. What are some of the ways in which people can get involved, and how do they do it practically?
1: Yeah, great, mate. Thank you. Um, so yeah, head over to cvm.org.uk. Have a look on the website. There's loads of stuff there, loads of resources. Um, obviously, we're not running around the country speaking at events at the moment. But our heart's on there, you know, what we try and do, the resources, there's DVDs, sort of how to set up a men's ministry. You can partner a group. So, you know, I don't know, we've got guys that have formed a fishing group and they're, they're a CVM men's group. You know, they do stuff together. Um, so there's, there's loads of ways to hook in and connect to what we do. Cheer us on, you know, check out the Sunday Night Live and uh, follow my progress with the bike tub. I don't know if I've told you about that. but No, what's that all about? Oh, mate, I decided to do a grand... So we have this thing called a grand challenge. It's basically raise a £1,000 for CVM. And um, I've decided to cycle from the westerly point in Wales, right across the widest point of the UK to Lower Stoft. So right across the middle.
0: Right
1: south middle. Um, but I'm doing it pulling a bike tub on wheels... Yeah, what? and in the bike tub's my brother who's 21 stone. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So he's currently losing weight rapidly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's going to be 12 stone by the time we do it. I, I
1: hope so, mate. He's really going. So we're basically going to tandem it. So we'll do an hour each on the bike while the other one's in the bathtub. And we're going to try and do it dressed as Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> so uh yeah we just thought we'd set ourselves a bit of a challenge so next year march 2021 we're going to be cycling across England.
0: that's brilliant yeah just a bit of fun that's awesome and will you have a, like a fundraising page yeah, up and things yeah like that? we've
1: got it all set up yeah
0: yeah yeah pretty. so so basically get get to cvm.org? uk. Yeah. that's it brilliant brilliant and final question for me because yeah. i think mate we could talk all day but i need to let you sure. go Looking back at your sort of your life and leadership journey and the sort of things we've discussed, loads of wisdom's come out. But tell me one bit of leadership advice you'd give your younger self. The actual 20-year-old Nathan, not the one who's pretending to be
1: 20. That's it, mate. That Um, one. It it would be don't fear the man. And I think I spent a long time sitting in this chair as a leader at CV. I was in, in this leather chair on my own in this office thinking... I wonder if anyone's going to find out I'm a fake. I wonder if someone's going to come in and just say, hang on a minute, what are you doing in that chair? There's a big mistake. Because I, I got into my head that, you know, as a leader, you, you have all these expectations on you should look like the leader before or you should do what he did and better or you should, I don't know, there a ton of expectations that we put on ourselves that others might have. And also when you put stuff out in the public arena, someone will hate it. And someone will tell you you're rubbish. Um, And when you start taking those knocks early on, you start to fear the man. You start to fear public approval or you need to do certain things to be approved and valued. And you know what? What I've I've started to learn is if, if you're walking in the light with Jesus and you've got communion with the Holy Spirit, do the job he's called you to do. And don't don't fear what other people think of you. Just go for it. So that's brilliant. the advice I'd give myself 20 years ago.
0: I think it's advice we're going to give ourselves now, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's spot on. Now, Nathan, I've loved the uh, the transparency, the humility and the honesty with which you've shared. Thank you, and mate. It's been, it's been great spending this time
1: with you. Well, thanks for doing it, mate. I really value it. I think you're very selfless in the way you promote other people's ministries. And what what I love about it is you're, you're modelling an idea that we're not guarding our own territory we're all god's kids having a go and i think that's important 100 percent. that's what it's
0: all about so yes, bless it. you mate we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the wonderful leaders podcast to be part of the community join our close facebook group and follow us on twitter and instagram simply look us up at wonderful leaders and
1: we'll see you there